Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I am joined for this special bonus episode on the Venice Film Festival by... A special bonus Andy Gramuga. Number one Joker staying Lucretia Martel. <laughs> Just joking, everybody. It's your old pal, Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be uh, wrapping up the Venice Film Festival real quick, uh, taking a look at the awards. Yes, this uh, is the first of many bonus episodes to come in the coming month or, or and a half or so. So um, so I guess be on the lookout for more of these. Yeah, I mean, most of them will be covering movies that we have seen. Right. And that they will, we've got a number of New York Film Festival episodes and depending on what afi fest looks like maybe there will be some kind of coverage yeah. for that uh look out for not a lot of me on these bonus episodes <laughs> <laughs> cullen's gonna yeah. do his own special bonus episode yeah um before we talk about any movie we're gonna ask cullen what he thinks of it <laughs> without having watched i'm it. gonna guess what everyone thinks and then we'll just <laughs> <laughs> open up the bag that way no, mm-hmm. I, my, I have the bag. You have to find oh, your boy. own prop. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we're going to start just by uh, going over the winners, and then we'll also go over a few of the snubs and a few of the things that were out of competition that might be interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then one of these, I, I have seen one Venice film that I can discuss. Uh yeah. So have you seen a Venice start... film that you can't discuss? Yeah, <laughs> under embargo for. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I've seen. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't figure out what it could be. What's the funniest? What's be. the funniest movie that for you to be under embargo for from Venice? Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Uh. uh yeah, I'm embargoed on the uh, the Luca Guadagnino shoe movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Salvatore Ferragamo movie. Right. So anyway, I've got the list of winners up. I'm going to start at the bottom and go up to the top, just as they did when they were announcing them. So the Marcello Mastroianni Award for Young Actor went for went to Ruhala Zamani for Sun Children. That's directed by. Uh, Majid Majidi, who I have heard is an excellent director of children, so not surprising. Yeah. Haven't heard Iranian much about movie. this movie. Congrats yes. to that child. Uh-huh. Yeah, great. Uh, the jury prize went to uh, Dear Comrades, the Andrei Konchalovsky movie. Uh was supposed to be pretty good. Konchalovsky, of course, uh, had a, a career as an American. I really can't talk this episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> he had a career as an American director, uh, like a Hollywood director, for a little while. He did Tango and Cash, but he's been back in 
Russia for a while. I think his last movie was at Venice in like 2017. Uh, but yeah, this one seems like this is like one of supposed to be like one of his best in like a little while. Good for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, screenplay award went to The Disciple, uh, directed and written mm -hmm. by, uh, Chaitanya Tamhane. Uh, this is a movie that we'll be potentially talking about, uh... uh yeah, I'm seeing it in New York, York Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, and I probably will as well, uh... Yeah, should we announce that Jesse's gonna watch every single thing that New York is putting out? That's not true. I'm watching... <laughs> Many things. Like, it's like 80%. Uh, <laughs> it's what it's no. due diligence because I won't be able to see anything. He's watching what I would have watched as well. <laughs> but yeah, uh, The Disciple, uh, one of the better reviewed movies in yeah. competition. It won the uh, Fipresky Prize as well. Yeah. I've been hearing good things about this one. It's at TIFF as well, right? Yes. Yep, very excited to check it out. Uh, best actor went to uh, Pier Francesco Favino for Padre Nosto. Don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> it is the Claudio Noche movie. Seems like yes. some Italian thing. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, uh, uh Hollywood Reporter says. It says that it is the uh, a largely autobiographical drama that is the story of a 10-year-old boy who witnesses an assassination attempt on his father. Oh, I remember talking about this. Was this a, a, a can movie too, maybe? Possibly. No, no, I don't think any of the can stuff is it. Right, right, right. That's right. Mm. Um, we definitely talked about it uh, when we did our venice rundown um yeah it's also uh, the translation yeah. is our father for the title sure that makes sense yeah um best actress went to vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman someone uh, smells an oscar <laughs> the, yeah no. th there are a lot of people who are <laughs> potentially oscar hyping this movie and jesse is dead set to prove them all wrong i mean it just sounds ridiculous it that this is... movie would get an Oscar nomination. I mean, so the especially thing... <laughs> the people are treating Netflix acquiring it as if it's a good thing. Netflix has like five movies that are very clearly more Oscar friendly than this. Right? Well, yeah, they're, but, they're, yeah uh, right. Are they going to push her over Viola Davis? Like, right? <laughs> yeah. The thing about it, I think, like, why people would say that is just like, you know, the past few years, like. They're, uh, you know, we'll talk about Golden Line when we talk, get to it, but it's like been very Oscar forward. Um, and then like Olivia sure. Coleman won, yeah, uh, two Emma years ago, Stone and won. Emma Stone won. And it makes sense because like Vanessa Kirby's like a name, like the Mundrusco of it I all. Mean, like, I guess, 
I, I, I feel like, I mean. She is. She definitely she's is. She's a name. She's I know not you think Emma she's Stone. low rent, is what you've said in the past. No, she's, yeah, she's, not, she's not Emma Stone, but she's definitely, like, I mean, she's, like, similar to Olivia Colman level. Maybe, guess, like, or she's, like, like, sort of on the Olivia Colman track. I guess, track. but, like, Cornell Mundruxo is not Yorgos Lanthimos. That's, That's the true. That's, That's like, what true. is keeping it, like, where I'm, like, more skeptical i'm not even skeptical i'm like yeah i mean it, it would be insane <laughs> to see but like yeah um yeah yeah i mean we'll see i mean i, I think netflix buying it is also like a little puzzling right because like what what are they gonna do with it like i don't right know. put it up after hubie halloween <laughs> right yeah that's the other thing is it netflix could be like we are not pushing this for awards we're putting this out in may yeah, I mean, another step in their meme factory, like Mary Star. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> the new bird box. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's gonna be the pieces of a woman challenge? We'll let, we'll leave that up to the audience. Yeah, sure, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tweet us with what you think the pieces of a woman challenge also, should be. Uh, my fellow co-hosts have all said that they will never watch this movie, so look forward to me watching it and probably saying that it's great. <laughs> Look forward to Jesse cutting that from an episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like when we talked about Capone and Jesse just stews the whole time. God, that is a great moment when Jesse's when Jesse's like, "This movie has nothing to do with our podcast." I'm participating look, in this moment. We were under like duress. right at the start of quarantine. Yeah, it was Good the times. Wild West. I don't know if that was right at the start. Best director, Kiyoshi Kurosawa for Wife of a Spy. A soft uh, W in my column. I've Oh, that was your pick for the, the, the That line. was my pick for Golden Line, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh Um Yeah, I, I heard like kind of muted things about it, but like all of the recent Kurosawas have had like weird, slightly muted receptions, but like there have been big fans. And this one, as I'm sure we've mentioned, uh, is co-written by Ryusuke Hamaguchi, director of Happy Hour and Asaka yeah. 1 and 2, which are both really excellent. So uh, I am excited for this. It does not, it's not at TIFF, it's not at New York, so we'll see thing, where it pops back up. We may have talked about this and I just don't recall, but the thing that I saw like when looking it up, uh, like after it had won, like looking more into it, is that it already played in, on TV in Japan. Um, yes, that's correct. And that it, the it, version like that played at Venice, right? I think so. Uh, the version that played at Venice is like different aspect ratio and different color grading and everything. Oh, weird. So, yeah. Huh. That is very weird. Yeah. Not so bad after all. Cullen's carrying his weight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the fuck you have not? <laughs> Bringing a fun fact to the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly. The, fun the, the grand jury prize. Uh, ooh, this is. Give me one second to look something up. I'll edit this out. Uh, yeah. A uh, little typo on the part of uh, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, uh, the the, the grand jury prize. Yeah. It now went you, to. Now you have uh, to leave him in to put him on blast. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, was, I just wanted to edit out the part where I made sure that I wasn't the one who was wrong. 
<laughs> but we can leave everything here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the story of our podcast to is too lampshading a bad part. To- <laughs> According to the Hollywood Reporter, the grand jury press went to Michael Franco for New Order, and of course what went to flub. Michelle Franco. What uh, a blunder! Yeah, Michael blunder. Franco o- owns right. like a car dealership. Yeah, <laughs> some guy in like rural Idaho was like, "I want a what?" <laughs> Got a Google alert finally. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I heard that uh, from... There are people who are fans of this movie. I also heard from many people that it is very, very bad. Yeah, as I mean, I seems saw... to be the case with most Michelle Franco movies. When people were, like, tweeting out, like, what won, like, people who are, like, you know, boots on the ground at Venice, they someone tweeted it out with, like, asterisks in his name. So I was like, is this person, like, <laughs> fully, like, you know, on notice or whatever? No, I think people just don't like him. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've right, heard that it is like. <laughs> I've heard that it is like him moving into like von Trier Noe territory. Wow. So. Oh, good. We need more people yeah. in that space. Right. <laughs> That's the real vulgar alter. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. Congrats to Mike. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, my prediction uh, for the Golden Lion, which should not be construed as me having predicted that it was going to be good, it got exactly the reception that I thought it would get. Yeah, we should say Emilio predicted Naturno and it won nothing. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the snubs, Colin. Jesus. Oh, I guess Colin. so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. Respect <laughs> the bad. format of the mini-sode. <laughs> Turns out Colin flubbed the snubs. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the Golden Lion, yeah, uh, as Andy wrote it up, went to uh, Nomadland, directed by Chloe Zhao. I am God. Jesus. Blasphemy. <laughs> yes, Andy. we're a quite we're a very pious podcast. <laughs> the mortal <normally>. flub. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, I'm very surprised to have two correct predictions this uh award this uh festival cycle. Yeah, uh Chloe Jaws Nomadland won the Golden Lion. And then what won uh the mm-hmm. Golden Bear at Berlin? Um so I guess people people- People Some really like it. Break down, the world collapses, and Andy comes out on top. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's my time. 2020 was really my year in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's the this is fine dog, but unironically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually yeah. happy. It's not this is fine. It's this is fine. Yeah. Um, the uh, king of the ashes, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, my my name is Ozymandias. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I guess a thing that people have been talking about, right, is, like, what's going on with the Golden Lion now? Because, like, it used to be, right. like, all... Used to go to Lev Diaz movies. Right. Now Lev Diaz movies go to Orizonte, and the uh, Golden Lion goes to big Oscar contenders. Yeah, I do think, like, it's maybe a little overstated. And, like, I guess maybe a little more... That, like, the Oscars taste has shifted a little bit. 
Because, like, and there's the, a, I don't the, think there's a time when, like... Joker last year. I yeah. mean, Joker is clearly the, like, the exception or whatever. But, like, Ro- like Roma is, like, not, Save like... Water, though? Roma I mean, is, like, a, a, the most normal palm winner out of the... Not palm, lion, lion winner. Lion winner. But it still right. is a big Hollywood director. Yeah, that's but like it, yes, but it would have been, like, a very groundbreaking best picture of, like, the first foreign language. Like, sure. It, like, there's, it's, like, not a slam dunk, obvious, like, Oscar contender, I don't think. Sure. I think there is a little... I think I there's think something it, to be said for a little bit of the Oscars' was, shift. Yeah, the new Alfonso well. Cuaron, like... Coming of age, like, you know, personal movie that was, like, huge black and white, big Netflix deal. I think, like, had buzz around it before it premiered at Venice. Right. But, I mean, so much of that, I think so much of that is not, like, on the movie as it is, like, well, Netflix bought it and, like, are going to really push it. Like, that, like, there was so much of that that, like, was not, like, you know, if Sony Picture Classics had that movie or whatever, I'm not sure it would have been... But again, it's like that's the most normal one, and it's still that's that movie's fucking Avengers Endgame compared to like Love Diaz movie. Yeah. Sure, a pigeon sat on the branch reflecting on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Also, I don't think Alfonso Cuarón is making a movie for Sony Pictures Classics. Sure. Damn. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like. I think, like, Joker, I think, is just, like, the weird one kind of in both categories of, like, why was it winning the Golden Lion and also why was it a major Oscar contender? Um, right. uh, I, I mean, reading a lot of, like, finding a lot of, like, foreign criticism, I think foreign people just love Joker. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, I That's think people true, yeah. not from America just love Joker. Yeah. 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 People in America love it, too. It's a very weird thing that that movie is, like... The creative people like love joker like all these like actors you can read them like talk about like i, think I can't believe like, they let I mean, them do it, that yeah, it's it's like for sure it's... yeah it's like for sure one of those things where it's like if you exist in where the sort of like american critical bubble that you're like film twitter or whatever you think people don't like joker but people really yeah. like joker yeah it's true i of course have never seen joker i want to get well, that on the right. record i'm not one sure day whether or not and also is. like yeah and i guess i will say like it is not clear that nomadland would be like a slam dunk Oscar contender in many years, I think. I mean, we'll see. It's a searchlight movie. Right. Because it was what the same year that Three Billboards was out was the same year the writer was like doing like indie fest or indie awards yeah. circuit. Yes, that's And correct. there's like the narrative was like they're working together. Like, you know, Chloe Zhao is like this beloved movie that she made that's uh, like came out a year ago, but it's doing all the awards now. And then, like, Francis McDormand is, like, winning everything for three billboards, and now they're going to work together. It has been, like, a story since that, like, award Maybe. circuit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, I yeah. think the track is there, but, like, it's definitely... Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, it's, like, I will be interested to see how it plays out, like, awards-wise, like, for yeah. whatever yeah, it's worth. I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, so, like, not completely dismiss Andy. And I think there yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, an angle of, like, yeah, Moonlight won. There is certainly, like, an Oscar contender shifting towards, like, very small like indie movie sort of thing that may that maybe favors venice but four straight is like yeah crazy yes. for right. an international yes. film festival i'm not denying that it's like a little crazy and unusual but i i think it is perhaps a slightly overstated is my like main point um it in that and that it's also like both directions but that's it we can move on yeah and um, there's also like there's also like the concern of like well other it's like nomadland it's just like if you think about these awards as like a platform, like 
Nomadland probably doesn't need that platform that is just like Romar, Joker, Shape of Water, or whatever. Yes, and it's like, like it, I'm, I'm sure the the they're like picking the movie regardless. They're not like not taking yeah. that sort of thing into consideration, but like that for, sort of shift in focus is maybe taking away shine from like the Lavdias and right. Like that's other the other Roy thing Anderson's is it of the world got, could use it. Yeah, it has gone to four straight movies with that came in with with like, distribution, big deal and, distribution. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I yes, I that's probably the most concerning angle, I would say. Yes. Speaking of stuff that still doesn't have distribution, uh let's get to some snubs. Uh maybe the biggest well, I would say Naturno, which we talked about, that's a pretty big snub. That got yeah. pretty rapturous reception. Uh but and does someone did someone pick up Naturno? I don't know. It will be at the New York Film Festival. I don't it know if it's at, at TIFF. New it's at New it is at TIFF and New York. Uh, but one movie that somewhat surprisingly has not picked up uh, distribution yet is uh, The World to Come, directed by uh, Mona Fastvold, uh, which is another of the better received movies yeah. in competition obviously the other Vanessa Kirby movie uh, mm -hmm. her and Catherine Waterston uh, is interesting that it is coming out it's getting comparisons to Ammonite which has already premiered at TIFF just in that they're both like uh, 1800s lesbian stories uh, yeah and like people are like you know the c comparison to like Portrait of a Lady on Fire yes, is also I, there, and like yes. people are like, "This is just ripe for Neon to pick up." Yep, yes. Ne when Neon picked up uh, <laughs> Night of Kings, which is uh, uh, an Orizonte title that is also playing uh, New York, York Film Festival, yeah. uh, people were like, "Neon picked up," and everyone was like, "It's not World to Come." What? Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems weird to me that it's like, I don't think they want to. Why would you want to have two of similar movies? Yes, I agree. That's, I, that seems, I, I think it's a little weird too. I think someone else will pick it up. Uh, you know, not to like minimize that sort of like movie and to say right, like they're the yeah. same thing. Mm -hmm. I imagine they're very different and have their own. But like as a like just from a distribution standpoint, yes. Like, why would you want to have two things that might be similar or yeah. confused with one another? Yes. Also, I checked, and it seems like Naturno has no distribution yet. The Hollywood yeah, Reporter review just, yeah, yeah. just has, like, a world sale. Sure. Sort okay. Of. Any other snubs? Um, yeah, I mean, I heard good <laughs> things about... Uh, Quo Vadis Ida, directed by Jasmila Zbanik, uh, Never Gonna Snow Again, co-directed by Malgorzatska Shumoska and Michael Englert. I think one thing to point out is that Chloe Zhao's movie won the Palm, the, Jesus Christ, it won the Golden Lion, but of the eight movies directed by women in competition, it is the only one that won an award, which, like, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sure that the jury did not do that on purpose, but, like, it's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Did we want to talk about some of the like the out of competition stuff? Yeah, there's like this a, reception. Yeah, some out of competition stuff. I mean, like mainstream the Gia Coppola, like well, very uh, polarizing. Polarizing. Yes, that's a, nope. a provocative movie. It seems. Yeah, yeah it seems uh, like from what I can gather that it's like about uh, like a terrible social media influencer uh, played by uh, Andrew Garfield. So I'm sure it's gonna rule. Something I didn't know is that Johnny Knoxville's in the cast, which is great. Uh, I just, yeah, it's going to be the best. Yeah. um, The Human Voice, directed by Pedro Almodovar, sounded quite good. Uh, We'll be talking about that at New York Film Festival. One Night in Miami, which was the other late edition... uh, Mm -hmm. Also, uh, that's also premiered at TIFF by now. Yeah. Uh, also well-received. Uh, yeah. Also, sounds cool. That, that movie's getting, like, a hard push. They yeah. want yes. that yeah. happen. Yes. Yeah, most of the stuff that I, that I guess I'm gathering is, like, people are coming out and being like, yeah, it's solid, and then, like, it's a real acting showcase for, right. like, I've, you might I've... have a different favorite. I'm hearing a lot of uh, Kingsley Benadire specifically, I think, but... Um, yeah, I would yeah. say like most people are coming out of it being like it's pretty solid. I think there are people who are higher on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what Excited else have we that. got? The Do new. Do we want to move on to the one movie that I've seen? Uh, which is oh, I guess another. I mentioned that Neon bought out of Orizonte. They bought Night of Kings which is also at New York Film Festival, that and that was at TIFF. That is supposed to be pretty good. Uh, Tragic Jungle, I think, is the other New York Film Festival movie in Orizonte. That also sounds pretty good. Uh, People like Mandibules. Are gonna see that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandi- Mandibules, Mandibule, yeah, sure. whatever. Uh, the Quentin Depew movie about a giant fly with uh, Adele... Exarpelos. That sounds fun. Uh, but yeah, the well, one movie that I saw on Festival Scope is, which is, uh, this is going to be coming out on Monday. It is still, uh, it's going to be available through Wednesday, I believe. And that is uh, Best Director of Orizonte winner, Genus uh, Pan, directed by Lev Diaz, uh, which normally, if this episode were coming out on a Monday and that we're leaving on a Wednesday, it would be like, oh, that's a real stretch to watch a Lev Diaz movie, but uh, this one's only two and a half hours. Uh, I can't really say much about it in comparison to his other work, because this is the first one that I've seen, but I think it is... It's like an... It's definitely worth watching. It's like a... It's weird structurally, which maybe makes sense for someone who often makes much longer movies in that, like, there's an hour and a half of it that the first hour and a half is, like, very slow and plodding, but, like, doing a very, uh, like, doing a very specific thing. It's about these three men who are traveling uh, through kind of like a mountain jungle type area uh one younger man and then two older men who are both 
in some ways father figures to him uh and i think the idea is that like so it's called genus pan because like they hear a radio broadcast early on before they get out of uh the transmission area uh of like some kind of like npr type show where this guy is talking about how like uh some people's brains are like maybe closer to chimpanzee brains than we think uh like the genus pan not in terms of like less intelligence but just in terms of not having like the altruism that like ideally we think of people as having and so i think the idea is maybe that like one of these men that he has is kind of like a father figure is more like altruistic and one is not uh but then something happens about an hour and a half into the movie and like the last hour is just sort of like huh guess we got to deal with that thing that happened and it's uh I found that a little less engaging, even though there's a lot more, like, stuff happening in that last hour. Like, the first hour and a half is just, like, they're walking through the jungle and sometimes they have a discussion. Or there's that one radio broadcast. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, a pretty interesting kind of ends up, it, it, it turns into, like, kind of a a crime drama where there's stuff about, like, whose point of view can we necessarily trust. There's, he does something, I don't know how out of character this is, but there's, he, I know that he, for the most part, is does, like, very long static camera shots, and there is a point towards the end at which the, uh, he does, like, some kind of, uh, shaky moving camera stuff, which certainly in the context of this film is very unusual. I don't know if that is, like, an element that he has introduced in some of his other films, but, like, that, I think, really brings into question, like, whose account of this are we necessarily supposed to be believing? Uh, but yeah, I would recommend it. It would have been interesting to talk... It, I, I'll be interested to talk about it with other people, maybe. And we'll be interested to see more Lav Diaz. I know I was I was hearing that uh, his l movie that played director's Fortnite last year, The Halt, uh, looks very relevant in that it is about a uh, worldwide pandemic, but... Uh, it's said like a science fiction movie kind of, uh, but that movie has absolutely, uh, it came out in France, but doesn't seem to have any kind of like distribution. There's, uh, I, I tried to see if I could find it anywhere and I could not is what I'll say. Um, yeah. So that's what we've got to say about Venice. Uh, look out for some TIFF coverage starting in, uh, it starts on Thursday, so starting, like, towards the end of next week, uh, maybe not until the beginning of the week after, uh... TIFF started this past week. Did I say TIFF? Yeah. I meant New York. Oh, I see, yes. That is happening, yes. Yeah, that starts on Thursday with, uh, Lover's Rock. 
and goes through... I think the last movie to start screening will be French Exit on the 10th, but some of the screenings will go through the 14th because many of them have a five-day window. Uh, Lots of tickets still available uh, through uh, Film at Lincoln Center's Virtual Cinema. Uh, You know, we'll have... Because of the way the windows work and most of the things we're talking about... By the time we're talking about them, you won't be able to see them. So uh, we, I will try and, uh, through my Twitter, and I can retweet stuff, keep people abreast of like what is good and what's worth watching. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff available. A few things sold out, but not too many. And uh, I will say, like, yeah, uh, like yeah. the Hong Sang Soo sold out and stuff, but then they re- replenished it. So they yes. they are occasionally like putting things back on. The yeah, sale, it's like so. it's, yeah. it's like interesting because like. I don't think I've seen a lot of stuff that's been sold out, which is like, hey, if you want to watch Nomadland, which might win an Oscar this year, yeah. you still can, I think. You could just yeah. pay New York Film Festival. Yeah, I don't think any of the, like, yeah, the special, like, centerpiece or any of those I have seen as listed as sold out even for, like, a night or anything, so. Yeah, it's, um, like, weird undistributed stuff that's sold out. Like, I think Mount Krug sold out, and then they added tickets, but I think it's already resold out. That you might still be able to get that they did add tickets to the returning acts package, which has Malmkrog in it. You might still be able to get that, but in twenty four hours you may not be able to. So yeah, yeah. Plus, there's a couple of movies that like have already been in other film festivals and have been reviewed well, like Undine and Days, that you could. Yep. Yeah, a bunch of stuff from Berlin. Yeah, you could check out. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Definitely advocate checking that out and, and seeing if there's a couple things that interest you. Um, yeah, we're we're excited to 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 see these movies and yeah. to talk about them. Yeah, I don't think anyone would recommend you going Jesse style all out and buying out the New York Film Festival. But uh, if there are two or three stuff, movies you want to check out, maybe. Yeah. I will money say, at a film festival. We're I don't know if I can recommend that anyone else buys yeah. the entire Currents package, but I think there's some. Stuff that looks really interesting and current, so... Yeah. Uh, Jesse they... was, like, in and out style secret menuing and get, like, a bunch <laughs> of stuff that no one even knew about. He's got some seats roped off for next year already. <laughs> uh, sure. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at CanIKickIt, or on Letterboxd at CIKIPod. You can follow me at uh, JP Glickweber on either of those platforms. And because this is a bonus episode, what I'm yeah, going to no, plug. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs All for right. bonus episodes. Fine. I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy. Wait, hold on, Andy. We're going to have guests on our bonus episodes. They get to plug things. Sure. But I mean, no plugs for us. We only Well, here's what I want to bring up real episodes. quick before we go through no plugs. Uh, we Jesse missed an episode that hasn't come out yet, so his streak of plugging, you know, one of his ten favorite albums of all time, and your Tonys. Did we want to fill that gap now or wait until we get to no. it in the main feature? Official official episodes, episodes. Yeah, yeah, only. Fair play. Fair also, play. they're not my ten favorite mo- uh, albums. They are the they're ten, the 10 best, best albums, albums sure, yeah. that <laughs> exist <laughs> empirically. How many Fish albums are on there? None. Wow. You heard it here first. That's They're not disgusting. an albums band. I'm not oh. doing a lot of <laughs> albums. 
to continue, I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy T Germ. Uh, that's that's all I got, Cullen. Uh, yeah, quietly on everything. C L A T C H L E Y. Putting out some hot tweets lately. Check me out on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. what I was going to oh, yeah. If we're doing non-plug plugs, I recently retweeted my best tweet of all time. Uh, so check that out from uh, very early Sunday morning. And now let's hear from recent uh, viral <laughs> sensation Emilio Diaz. I should pin it. You're right. My name is Emilio. You can follow me on I'm Left Alone on Twitter. That is all. Is this going to have the theme song in it? Yeah, sure. Uh, then uh, this uh, theme song is by SoundCloud.com. It's actually related. It's related. You can find it on Spotify. That is all I care to say. You've probably already seen Emilio's Duncacino tweet. But Dunca if you haven't, Chino? check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Andy's Shrek impression. <laughs> <laughs> Farfoot Quad. The best. <laughs> Plug that right. forever and always. <laughs> I'm going to release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye. Multi-bin. <laughs> <laughs>